Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com/fool. It's Tuesday, November 21st. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill joining me in studio from Stock Advisor and honestly, like 17 other <laughs> services, Jim Mueller in the house. Thanks for being here. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. I've honestly lost track of how many services you work on. So, so Three, technically. <laughs> Is it only three? Yeah. Stock- I say only three, but because, of course, I don't work on any, but I just assumed you work on like. Yes, Stock, Stock Advisor is uh, my home service where I've been there the longest. Uh, and then I uh, was on the Phoenix, I've been on the Phoenix One team in Supernova since inception, uh, but took over the lead a couple of years ago when Rick. Minera's moved off to lead Phoenix 2. And then I joined Options three years ago, right around that time. And and like most people in the Options service, you have written into your contract that you don't have to be in the same room with Jim Gillies over a certain <laughs> amount of time, just because... I like Jim. We love Jim. Are you kidding me? We love Jim Gillies. All right, we've got. Uh, even though it's uh, a short week for us because Thanksgiving is this week, the earnings palooza rolls on, and we're going to talk retail today. And we're also going to preview the Thanksgiving special on Motley Fool Money this weekend. But let's start with Lowe's. Uh, third quarter profit more than doubled. Same store sales for Lowe's up nearly six percent. The stock is. Flat to down slightly. Is that because yeah. of guidance? Yeah, pretty much. Um, they had they had a pretty decent quarter. Uh, they had uh, they beat estimates with earnings uh, by three cents uh, for EPS, and they had a six and a half percent increase in sales that beat estimates as well. And comps were comps came in uh, higher than estimates at five point seven percent. But management didn't really follow through with that and say, okay, we're going to say 2017 is actually going to be a little bit better than we might have thought. Uh, and thanks, thanks Irma, and thanks a little bit Harvey, uh, which contributed about $200 million to their sales, uh, about a 1% boost. But they said, nah, we're going we're gonna to stay conservative. And so the market says, okay, we'll stay conservative on your stock too. <laughs> so when you look at Home Depot and Lowe's, it really has been the case for the last three or four years that whatever Home Depot does in terms of their quarterly results, you can feel pretty confident that Lowe's is going to do almost as well. Right? They're yeah. going to do slightly <laughs> less good. They're going to do good, and Lowe's is one of those stocks that if you've held Lowe's for a long time, you've done well. You just haven't done as well as if not, you also own Home Depot. Yeah, not quite. Uh, so I mentioned two hundred million dollars in sales from the hurricane that uh, uh, Lowe's called out. Home Depot called out two hundred eighty-two million dollars in sales. And I found a quote uh, this morning from Brian Nagel of Oppenheimer. He said that after Irma came through uh, Florida, he visited uh, stores of both. Uh, brands in Miami, and he said that uh, Home Depot seemed to be the one who was being more aggressive in, in getting those hurricane sales, and it might have turned out that he was right. So, do you have just as a consumer? Do you do you shop at one over the other? I I go to Home Depot simply by virtue of geography. The Home Depot in Alexandria is closer to my home, and more in line with where I my weekly. Travels take me than Lowe's is. Same here. Uh, the Home Depot in Springfield, uh, where I live, is right on the way home from work. 
uh, and I go over there for a couple of other retailers as well, fairly often. So yeah, I don't even know where the nearest Lowe's is. I think it's down, <laughs> it's down Richmond Highway. That's, uh, that's out of my way. <laughs> um, so. We talk about baskets of stocks. Uh, Jason Moser uh, talked the other day about the the war on cash and sort of the basket of stocks mm-hmm. that he bought for the war on cash. And I, I'm wondering when it comes to home improvement. I mean, is it just is it just enough to if you if you if you look at the storms that we had and uh, I mean, look, storms can be. Very destructive, obviously, to people's homes, and in some cases they can be deadly. But in terms of if you're in the home improvement business, on some level, you are slightly rooting for storms of one nature or another because that's ultimately going to be an opportunity for the business, isn't Gee, it? That's awfully cynical of you. I, guys. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to be cynical, but I, I no. think that's just. No, you have a, you make a fair point, and uh, the storms do drive a bunch. But the bigger driver for these kinds of companies is the new home building uh, and and uh, home sales in general. Uh, people want to upgrade their homes before they put them on the market, and that drives a lot of business for Home Depot and Lowe's. As far as a basket, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, Lowe's has trailed HD. You've done, both have done very well, but Lowe's has trailed Home Depot, uh, but. If you're invested in one or the other, it's almost a toss-up. They've both been yeah. buying back stock. They both have a fair amount of debt. They both have a decent growth over the past five years. Uh, buy them both, sit, sit on them. Uh, and then, if you want even more exposure to housing, you could start buying some of the home builders. Uh, even railroad because they ship a lot of lumber for the housing industry. So, yeah, it depends on where you want to draw the line. And by the way, there was a, a good stretch of time what we like to refer to uh, in Home Depot's case as the Bob Nardelli years, where Lowe's was crushing Home Depot. Right, so right. Uh, it's been a great run for Home Depot recently. But you know, who's to say that doesn't flip one more time? I am both. Shares of Urban Outfitters up 11% this morning. Third quarter profits and revenue came in better than expected. And just like Lowe's same store sales were higher than expected, Urban Outfitters same store sales weren't high, up 1%, but they were expecting a loss. Yeah. Okay, for so full disclosure here, I'm not cool enough to shop at neither Herman, one of us. Herman Outfitters. Neither one of us. I was in one the other night. I was out uh, out with some. Uh, my wife and I were meeting some other people for dinner in Georgetown, and uh, at one point, the the kids at the table said, "Well, we're just going to dinner's done. We're going to go over to Urban Outfitters," and so we caught up with them eventually. And that was my thought walking in the door. I said, I just thought to myself, the only reason I'm here is because my children came here. I don't think I've even stepped inside a store. <laughs> uh, so getting back to their quarter, they did uh, they did pretty well. Uh, revenue grew three and a half percent all told uh, to a record level, eight hundred ninety three million. But uh, and so they they adjusted a little bit for the hurricane effects because they did see some decline, uh, some slowdowns. In uh, because of those, but uh, if they and they, but they figured that was about a two thirds of a percentage point loss on on comps for each of their brands. But if you back that out, they get about a two percent overall on comps uh, for the whole company. But was what was really big was the five percent uh, comps uh, growth in free people, their wholesale uh, direct to consumer 
uh, section. That that was pr- really pretty strong. And 2% at Anthropolo- How do Anthropology. You say Anthropology. Uh, I told you, don't stop there. <laughs> <laughs> 2% uh, growth at, at that brand, and uh, even their uh, their namesake brand, Urban Outfitters itself, saw 1% growth. So, that all three um, sections of the company are doing, are doing pretty well. So, this makes me wonder, is the retail malaise over or not? I mean, they're they're certainly not the only ones. Um, Abercromb- Abercrombie and Fitch had what a twenty four percent jump last Friday when they reported much better than expected earnings. Yeah, and Gap recently when they when they did their last quarter, their comps same sort of thing where their comps were better. That's sort of the through line for all of these. Right. Fashion slash apparel slash niche retailers that. In general, have had a really have gone through a really rough patch, and I'm wondering because if you look even with the rise today of Urban Outfitters, it's still down about 20 percent over the last 12 months. Right. And I'm wondering if all three of these just sort of reached a point where they just got oversold. That's definitely possible, and well, we the retail malaise started roughly a year ago or so. So we might be coming up or or even lapping last year's uh, disappointing results, and so it's a lower hurdle to get over. Um, but all everyone's going to be watching the holiday quarter to see what's going to happen. Yeah, it is interesting because I, I'm I'm not I'm not rooting against any of these companies, but. I'm sure that there are investors out there who, whether it was Gap or, as you said, Abercrombie and Fitch, Urban Outfitters, look at them and think, "Well, gosh, yeah, they're they're people that think they're going out of business. They're not. There's opportunity here." And it's like, "Well, maybe wait, because <laughs> I mean, this is the quarter. This is the big quarter for yeah. every retailer, and you kind of want to see how they do." Yeah. All right. Before we uh, talk Thanksgiving. Want to say thanks again to our friends at Rocket Mortgage because let's face it, if you're getting a mortgage or you're refinancing your home loan, it's not fun. It's not a walk in the park. And when you're making a big financial decision like that, you want to be as confident as you can possibly be. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence. And it's simple. Rocket Mortgage allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. And that's all you want. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. As I mentioned this weekend on Motley Fool Money, it's our Thanksgiving special. It's the one episode of the year where we actually use a sound effect. <laughs> we, just, we just blow the whole budget. Okay, now I'm going to have to make yeah, sure Yeah, now you're this. actually going to listen. Uh, but one of the things we do is we stick with the uh, Thanksgiving theme and we go around the table, talk about stocks that we're thankful for. But we start with a little humble pie, sort of a stock mm-hmm. that we got wrong. With that in mind, oh, you're going to ask me? I'm going to ask you, oh. what's, a, what's, a, what's a piece <laughs> of humble pie? Just a stock that you're like, whoo, boy, I kind of missed that one. Okay, so I'm going to set this up a little bit. The company's name still is technically AccuSphere. Uh, and it's on the pink sheets now. It used to be on the Nasdaq under the ticker ACUS. So, 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 so here's what we know so far: it was on the Nasdaq, and now it's on the pink sheets. Go on. Okay, so I think I know where this story's going. You know this, but I'm not sure our listeners know this. But I have a PhD in molecular biology and uh, 
in biochemistry. I had to think there for a moment. <laughs> I've been here 10 years, okay? I haven't used it very much. That's all right. But when I first got it, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm hot stuff here, okay, Mr. Scientist. And so I can, I can make the biotech picks. And this is the one that taught me that just because you have an advanced degree in a field doesn't make you an expert in that field, especially when it comes to investing. So, so what did this company do? So they developed a product called Imagify, and this was these were very very tiny gas, uh, non toxic gas uh, bubbles that could be injected into the bloodstream and used with echo. Uh, 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 I won't echo. Say sonar, but but it's echocardiography, uh, where sound waves are used, uh, send in and bounce off the. In this case, the liquid gas barrier, so a very strong signal, and it, uh, people could, doctors could spot uh, blockages in your coronary arteries, for heart disease, and um, they thought this was uh, going to replace uh, the current tech, the the technology, which was, uh, in involved some radioactivity that was tracked through the body and, and where the radioactivity isn't was where the blockages occurred. So they submitted to the FDA. They went public uh, in late 2003 at about a split adjusted $100 per share, and that's a reverse split adjustment. Wow. So it was about $10 per share when they, <laughs> when they IPO'd. And unfortunately, the FDA said thanks but no thanks, and the stock price went down and down and down and down and down. And I bought it twice, once in 2006 at $35 adjusted, and once in 2007 at $25. I sold at $0.07. Cents. Oh. So that's a 98% loss on that first investment. But I saved myself an additional 71% because now it's trading at two pennies. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing. When people say, oh, it can't possibly go any lower. Is it at zero? Because unless it's yeah, at right. zero, it absolutely can yeah, go Yeah, you lower. can still lose 100% of whatever money you have left. You know what? So. Someone absolutely bought your shares at $0.07 cents a share. Oh, I know they did. With that much. <laughs> I was uh, able to sell them. <laughs> uh, now, what about a stock you're thankful for? Oh, thankful for. There's got to be no other stock than Netflix. I mean, uh, I've owned that company for 10 years. I've owned shares of that company for 10 years or more, and I've followed it for a stock advisor uh, for at least that long, uh, since bef uh, before they were doing any of the streaming. And I've watched them come across, go uh, disrupt their own business from the DVD mailing uh, to offer streaming, and now DVD mailing, they're just letting it die a slow death. I mean, it still generates cash, so why get rid of it? But I know they've been closing warehouses and, and stuff like that. I just like two months ago or three months ago, canceled my DVD mailing side of it after having a disc sit on my, my table for a year. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm not really watching this, so it's time to let that go. Yeah. But the streaming is taking off. Um, I know everyone's concerned about the, the cash spending that they're doing, but uh, the profitability is showing up. Uh, the U.S. is solidly profitable uh, in, in the streaming side. All the countries they launched in before 2014 are all profitable together and individually. And uh, so the, the spending is just as they made this massive launch in uh, January of 2016 into the rest of the world, which is essentially mobile. And there are three billion mobile accounts around the world. Uh, that that can, can can support Netflix, uh, whether the people with them can f afford the monthly fees or not, that's a little bit different. But the the opportunity is still very very large for the company. And the stock up about 
almost 60% just year to date yeah. alone. Yeah, just and they've had and that's hardly the only year they've had that happen. Right. But of course they had in 2011 they had quick turns so it was down 60% <laughs> or no, no, it was down something like 75 from 300 to 50 something. Well, and this is why we talk about having a diversified account of a portfolio right. of stocks because you're you're going to have the winners. Right. You're going to have the Acusphere? Is that what it was called? Acusphere, yes. Yeah. And, and you can only lose 100% of any one stock, but if you've got a big winner, it's just going to make up yeah. for so many losers. And this is the one that's going to make me rich. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I rode that whole thing all the way down from 300 to 50. That's pre split numbers. Uh, but today, again, on the same scale, that's at 1400. So from 50 to 1400, and I bought it. Uh, Seven cents a share? No, no. no. I wish. <laughs> no, uh, about. Uh, I think my basis was around uh, nineteen. Nice. Uh, and it's at fourteen hundred, so doing pretty well. Have good. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show's mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.